0: We're the most influential nation Yeah And for us to still have these problems It's it, It's unacceptable Yeah And I You know Obviously I lean left yeah. And I try to listen to To the right as well And not to mention The one value that I do try to instill with my students Is to listen to the other side Yeah No matter how You know opposite their view is You have to listen right. Because they're from a different background as you But Um uh, It's. We have to. (laughs) We have to really think about our values, and where we stand. Like, do we care more about this, this this amendment than personal safety?
1: Welcome to One Degree of Separation. Thanks for tuning in. This is Veej. Uh, just switching up the structure of the podcast. You know, I just got intro music from my boy Mars, Mars Today. Uh, you can find him on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure that's his handle on everything. Uh, on this episode of One Degree Separation, I have a good friend of mine, Ryan Mega, a teacher here in San Diego. We're going to be speaking on serious issues like the march for our lives uh, gun rights and how that uh, includes teachers in the education system as well as our roots in Japan and how we developed our identity from that so hopefully you'll hear his side of this story him being a teacher directly in the front lines of the education system and the crazy times the matrix that we live in today so again, thanks for tuning in. This is One Degree Separation. Hope you enjoy. What's up guys? This is uh, One Degree Separation. Uh welcome back. It's been a minute. The last podcast might have been early last month after tour with Kari with my homeboy Ian. Uh today we have my friend Rai Mega. What up, what up? was good um we're gonna be talking about a lot of different things and maybe get a little serious get a little like uh nostalgic because yeah. we have a we have some similarities as far as what we do but we have big similarities on how we grew up so yeah, i think that'd be interesting to talk about so okay so tell us who you are and what you're about
0: okay uh i am ryan mega um yeah, I'm, I'm actually a, a high school teacher here in San Diego. i not going to say where, won't <laughs> put me out there like that. But yeah, I teach a ninth grade and 10th grade uh, English. And it's my first year as a full-fledged, full-time teacher. So mm. it's, it's been an overwhelming experience. But I feel like now we're, you know, uh, toward the end of the year, uh, I feel like uh, I know what I'm doing now. So uh, yeah, it's been a crazy experience.
1: I bet, dude. It's been it's been a wild year already, mm-hmm. honestly. for mm-hmm. Teachers and that whole thing. But yeah. uh, before we get into that, I always ask people like how we met, and uh, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember how we met, but I always remember because it was very like okay, buddy, and it was just like oh snap, this thing just got real. Like, Is it oh,
0: like uh, internet? Was it, it? was the internet. Internet.
1: It was the internet. But then like the real life interaction. The first real life interaction we had was like hell of funny to me, it's always stuck out. Okay. You remember that?
0: Was it at Bluefoot?
1: Yes. Yeah, Blue okay.
0: <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my homie <laughs> uh, uh, Christine, the uh, DJ King Marie, and her homegirl girl, um, another DJ. Uh, what's her name? Whoa. What's her name? I forgot who DJ that night, but I remember. baby baby. Oh yeah, yeah, from the Bay. Yeah. 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 So uh, they stayed at my crib, and then they had a show at Bluefoot and uh they told people to come out and yeah you're one of your babies people mm. and uh yeah i guess we linked up then mm. and I, a lot of drinks that night so okay. maybe <laughs> i was like i don't know
1: belligerent i'm not sure i don't know why i said to you but no okay so i'll let you know i don't know i don't know if i told you because because uh, i just always stuck out
0: to okay so, okay i think
1: i think you had read me say like or heard me talk about it somewhere uh where I was like oh I'm gonna move like yeah, yeah. uh okay. like San Diego's not my pace I don't know if I need if I should be here or whatever if wherever I should be at it should be somewhere else not okay. but it was funny because you it was like because I've had moments like this to me plenty of times where like I'm at the bar I'm chilling or I'm at the function and someone gets in my ear and starts like doing like let's build type shit let's build know? fam yes yeah, shit like that and i was like damn is this we're really gonna do this like uh, <laughs> no and then he, jud- he introduced himself and uh he's like because we we both grew up in japan so it's yeah. like it was just all good from there but he was just like yo man like i, I saw what you said and like yo but you're where you're supposed to be right mm. now like and then you just went it's off. back to me yeah. yeah you went off for a minute and i was just like yo like that's crazy because I always think about that. Like, I don't know if I make it too public that I always think about moving, but it was just like the fact that you took, uh, you had thought about what you were saying and like yeah. took the time to say that in the middle of the club. It was hella funny, but it was hella real. Like
0: the context was weird. But yeah. In the middle of like I don't know uh, Somebody DJing it was yeah, lit. It was
1: weird. <laughs> yeah I think we were Right in front of the DJ yeah, yeah. stand And uh Your homies were circled up So it was like Contained But I was just like I had to like Lean in type shit Like you were telling me And I was just like Damn this is like Crazy timing Cause I I always Like it was just something I was thinking about At yeah, the yeah. time But
0: uh But I'm glad that
1: happened Yeah Yeah I mean You might have convinced me To stay actually mm-hmm. I don't know Who knows Cause okay. I've been here like oh next month is gonna be two years like i told myself i was gonna move a long time ago but i mean starting off with that like well how do you feel about you are where you're supposed to be not not just for me but just like in general
0: yeah for people like yo like what am i supposed to do with my life type shit. so i would say like five years ago didn't really have oh i had an idea that i I wanted to teach Mm. But at the same time, I was uh, you know, lost in my 20s, mm. living paycheck to paycheck, and just having fun, and I I, I don't know, um, I kind of got, got into my career pretty late, mm.
1: and uh,
0: I spent some time in Vegas, I spent a lot of wasted years there, I'm not, even, I'm not gonna say wasted years, <laughs> I had a lot of fun in Vegas, but uh, a lot of it was aimless, aimless, yeah. it was fun, and... Um, my dad said, uh, this is what happened. Like, if you move to San Diego, I'll pay for your school, which was something I couldn't refuse. And I moved over here maybe about eight years ago. Mm. And since then, I've all I've been about, you know, moving forward and getting my degree. Once I got my degree in 2014, I pivoted to being a teacher. And, um, you know, I always... I had a conversation with my friends Like I eventually wanted to teach mm-hmm. and back in Japan like we I, th- I thought I had like, the coolest teachers and mm-hmm. they kind of inspired me to, to go that route uh, although it, it took me a while to finally say this is what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so uh, got my uh, bachelor's degree in English and then uh, two years later I finally got my credential in 2016 t- Yeah, mm-hmm. 2016 and yeah it's been it's been time teaching ever since, and the um, thing is, man, like I, everyone's on their own timeline. Yeah, everyone's on their own timeline. So uh, there was a point of time where I'm comparing myself to people, but at the end of the day, it's like, why bother? Like mm. everyone comes from different experiences, different backgrounds, so it's not really fair for you to compare yourself with with someone else. So mm. um, I, I, my career started later, and I, I'm perfectly fine with that yeah you know
1: yeah I think uh, I'm pretty sure I said in the podcast before I've, I've told other people but comparisons pretty much like the death of a lot of things yeah. you know like ideas dreams just cause uh, somebody might have different circumstances than you like they might have been born into money their parents got money yeah or with me like I got into art late so I felt really insecure in art school like yo like I just started this shit uh, junior year of high school these fools make websites already and like yeah. painting like fucking Van Gogh and shit. I was like, damn, like I need to step it up. But I think for me, I use that as a positive motivating force. Like, because I'm competitive anyways. So I'm yeah. like, yo, I want to be better. I want to like maybe not be the best, but I know I have the potential to like get better. Um, but yeah, I think that was a super important uh, point to make is the comparison thing.
0: I think it's also a cultural thing of being Filipino mm. or Asian from immigrant families like, yeah, they're always looking like your parents. Always looking at their friends' kids and seeing what they're doing. Mm. And, um, I'm, I'm blessed that my parents didn't really put that much pressure on me. Mm. It was to every now and then, like, yeah. oh, look, he's making six figures, or uh, they have a family now, like, Yeah, you know, like, I definitely
1: get that too. <laughs> that's cool.
0: Low, low key trying to hint something, but yeah. I see it, and uh, they accept me for who I am, and I'm happy
1: yeah i think at first my parents were like a little skeptical just because like yo what is graphic design what is yeah. art? you know what i'm saying yeah. can you really make a career out of that but uh, i mean with, for me it's always been like a matter of show and prove like i feel like if people have doubts about you like why don't you just prove them wrong type type like thing you know like, yeah, yeah come back with the check you know pay for something or like be happy with what you're, with what you're doing like yeah. i don't know my parents were pretty uh they're not, like, wild progressive, but they, like, have accepted, like, certain realities. Well, that's you important. Know? Yeah. But, uh, I just thought, I mean, I always just tell people, like, yo, just, just do you. Like, uh, at the end of the day, you have, like, authority over your life. Like, your parents, like, once you're 18, you should be able to do whatever you want, honestly. Like, <laughs> like, I mean... It's different. My, my mom was like, "Yo, like I was like, yo, I should get. I want to get tattoos, actually." Falsh. And she was like, "Yo, but like not when you're living with me." So I was like, "Okay, like I, that, I can, I can get behind that. I'll just wait." But the, the seven years that I was gone from home, I didn't get a tattoo. So. Okay. I don't think I'm really about it. I always ponder it because I'm like, oh, I'm an artist. Like, yeah. She I want to express myself, but I have other ways <laughs> to do it. Maybe eventually. Maybe if I want to commemorate something. But yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like the whole idea of uh, you are where you're supposed to be is just like, I've, I stopped fighting it. Like not, I don't want to say I stopped fighting it, but I just become more fluid with like what I want to do. Because like, yeah. someone's asking me like, oh, like when are you going to move? Because I always talk about it. But I've been more towards like, any, like things can happen in life. And yeah. Like, I'll just move accordingly and then... I mean, right now in my mind, I'd rather travel than like commit to it's being about in one
0: place. F- focusing on your work, yeah. focusing on your day to day, and things will fall into place. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you are worried about where you're gonna, where you want to be, or at this moment you're not content where you are. But at the same time, like you gotta just do you and trust. Like the pieces will fall into place. You'll be exactly where you need to be.
1: Yeah, the, I, w- I was reading this book. Uh, like as I said before I think I mentioned it in another podcast I'm kind of like repetitive but no um, it's in the, this book called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success whatever, by Deepak Chopra oh, okay but, no, no, no. yeah but it's like I've got what I got from that is uh, you can be attached to like the outcome and like your goals and your dreams and stuff but like attachment to like the process like how you get there yeah, man. is like killer because then you're like you're not flexible, you know, you can't be, like, water, you can't be fluid, you know, like, yeah. so I've kind of, like, learned to accept that, like, I am where I need to be right now, like, uh, honestly, like, I think I'm doing okay, like, yeah,
0: yeah. no, for like, sure, for sure,
1: like, as long as I'm not, like, stagnant or idle, like, that should be good, I mean, I feel like I felt like that at the time, so I was like, damn, like, I should just bounce but I've
0: been there before, man,
1: I just toughed before, it out, I think a lot of it is about toughing
0: it out, but, um, I took many call center jobs, yeah. so I was there, man, like, before I got into this whole teaching thing, I had, it was from call center to call yeah. center, and uh, I just realized I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like mm. I, I have, a, I want to share my knowledge, and I want to connect to the youth, and mm. give back. You know?
1: I feel that. I mean, I, I yeah, me too. Like I, I want to do that my own way. Like obviously not through teaching. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if I have the patience for that, but not
0: everybody does. Not everybody does. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: But. Yeah, so you said, so you said, because uh, I remember when we f- first met, you were like seven, right? So yeah, yeah. but for uh, probably like a year now, you've been like full time now. Yeah? yeah. Um. So when you're teaching, because I feel like our generation or just like at least people that we know that we grew up with, like we kind of had like old teachers, like out of date type teachers, yeah. like I feel like they-, they got grandkids and shit, you know? <laughs> but I mean, now it's almost like the, you could probably like talk to your teachers now about like anything. Like they, they you play Fortnite, they probably play Fortnite they probably too. Play Fortnite they probably play, play too. Call too. of Duty. They probably yeah. play like World of Warcraft. So I feel like they listen to the same music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know, like I seen on your like instant stories just now. It's like yeah, you playing the Slaps. Yeah. For your kids and shit. You know? So like, how how's that being young and being a teacher? Because obviously, I feel like my assumption is that sometimes you, your authority will get challenged because you're not oh like okay old you know what i'm saying right. like, so how does that dynamic work being young and teaching young people
0: well, to address that as far as authority is concerned like uh-huh. from from the jump i i i, I preach and, pra- and tell them that you know i might be young it's my might be my first year but okay. as long as you respect me and uh you respect each other we'll be fine Mm. and my goal is not to be their friend you yeah. know what I mean, like at the end of the day I'm their teacher I'm an adult I don't I'm not there to be their homeboy I'm yeah. there to, to forward their learning and make sure that they're ready for the next grade mm. but uh, for me uh, being a younger teacher I'm not, I'm not the youngest teacher but I will say I am the youngest looking teacher <laughs> <laughs> Asian genes yeah. but for be- in, in all seriousness though, like being a, a young teacher, uh, I might not have all the knowledge like veteran teachers have, but mm-hmm. one thing that I do have is that I can connect with the youth yeah. very seamlessly and it's not like I'm forcing it, you know, mm-hmm. um, as you said, like, like the, like the cool guy teacher, yeah, the like... cool guy teacher, like, you know, you're just trying too hard and, and for me, it's I'm, I'm just doing me and, and for being a teacher, the, if you show your personality, show your true colors. Um, you know, show who you are they will they will relate to that they will gravitate toward that mm. if you're if you're not kids man they're great at at like sifting or sniffing out like if you're not authentic yeah they, they know if you're a poser or if you're faking it yeah but if if they can relate to you you know then you know the possibilities are endless mm. I teach 9th and 10th grade yeah and uh man my 9th graders like drive me nuts uh uh-huh. And I'm not sure if it's just, you know, parenting or their their, 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 their backgrounds, but um, I try to relate to them because we have to find common ground. And mm. uh, I think if we find common ground, it um, that's 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 the I guess foundation. Mm. So uh, yeah, I might not I might not have read all the classics okay. with like the veteran English teachers, but I can relate to students. And then I think that's my, my biggest strength.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, you wouldn't have to pull references out from like thin air, you know? like I don't have to Google my references. Yeah, you don't have to Google <laughs> it, you don't have to look up who they're talking about. Yeah, man. And like, you know what they're doing on their phones, you know, like, it's like, if, I feel like if I had that grown up, I'd feel more at home in the classroom. Like, I'm, I'm not much of a, I'm not a great student, but yeah. I feel like I would've had A much better time If I had a younger teacher Yeah
0: man I, I'm, I'm on top of things I like I see them on their phone I know what yeah. they're doing Like yeah, as you mentioned Fortnite The new app just came out Yeah so
1: there's like, So like said.
0: yo There's a time and place For that yeah. Like I Yo Fortnite's dope But Not in my class Not yeah. when I'm talking Or um What else examples I can think of Um Like what Even just like Snapping yeah. Like, I can see you snapping. You know, like I know that app. Put it away. <laughs> and and for me, um, you know, I can clown around and say, hey, like I see you snap. Put that away. Or yeah, like don't snap me. Uh-huh. Or just it's funny. Like I could, I could. I'm young enough and, and, and relatable enough where I can just joke around and diffuse any situation. Yeah, you know. And I got some kids, man. Like who refuse to learn. Uh but like you know what it's sad like they refuse to learn but even just like doing one worksheet that's an accomplishment yeah like these kids barely turn any work in but if I can like if if I can like convince them that hey like this is important yeah just turn it just turn this in once you know yeah and that's that um, that's rewarding like I have this one kid in my class man like he's from a troubled background troubled troubled home and uh throughout the year he hasn't really done anything oh. and this actually happened today um we read the short story and we're um, analyzing the, the different stages of plot like exposition climax all that and this kid like i did i never really thought like he was he was paying attention but he was volunteering and raising yeah. his hand and I mean, they might not have been the right answers, but he was given his two cents. Yeah. And that takes a lot of courage and that takes, uh, you know, a lot of, I don't know, gall. But, yeah. you know, I felt, you know, I get get those teacher moments, man. And I hate grading papers, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate grading night grade essays the shit is like the worst. But these little moments where they show you exactly that they're learning. And, yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, do you think creativity
1: or, like, okay, I don't know. This might transition from what you just said, because it's not like it was, like a, like, a creative story or whatever that you, was like, Ella into or something. Yeah. Um, like, what kind of role do you think, like, art and creativity plays in teaching and in young kids' minds? Like, I feel like that wasn't – I don't know if it's because we grew up in, like, a military base or whatever, okay. or if that happens in normal schools, but they didn't really, like, prioritize, like – us being like expressing ourselves yeah like, having an opinion or they're yeah. just saying what we had on our mind it was all like yo just do your like multiplication tables and uh, mm-hmm. read the story popcorn read and, and that's it like yeah. it's like in and out just
0: bounce like right after you know they need that outlet man yeah. like the, the creative outlet because yeah I mean they, they go through their own stuff they're dealing with regular teenage shit Mm -hmm. and they need the outlet to express themselves and and also creativity it stimulates it makes them wanna to contribute makes them wanna and then they create Mm -hmm. so it's important for me to add that element into my teaching that give them a chance to write you know like write about a time or reflect on a time that they lost a, a, a valuable thing and make it as creative as possible. So right now I'm in my narrative unit with my ninth graders, yeah. and we've been writing with all like anecdotes. Yeah, in to uh, because eventually I want them to write their own stories, but yeah. we're practicing toward that. And uh, I'm am telling them like, you know, um, think of a time and, and be creative as possible. You know, uh, show your voice. Yeah, because you know you can like. Just give me a summary of things. But where are you in this paper? I want to hear the individual. And the individual matters. Mm. So it makes, for one thing, it it will make them want to write. And for me, it will make me want to read their papers. Mm. So it goes both ways, man. It goes both ways. Like, I I really want them to to really use their imagination. And I highly promote that in my teaching. Mm. For
1: sure. Cool. Um. So. See. So, what do you think? What kind of values and stuff do they connect with that you that you teach? Like, so you're talking about creativity, and then there's like, because uh, in the beginning when we we're talking, like, it sounds like you don't want to. You said you're not their, You're not their friend But you Yeah You also don't want to push Like this super <laughs> Dictatorship Authority Onto them Because no. then A lot of people Only respond to authority And some people don't us to yeah. Respond to that You know So like What kind of Connection are you trying to have With them Or what kind of like uh, Values are you trying to like Put out there Like as far as like You know okay. How you communicate with
0: them Or like how What
1: you teach them In your syllabus Or Greek Yeah yeah you know?
0: yeah I think I'm at an advantage of- because a lot of the teachers, and a lot of my colleagues, they're from a, a much older generation. And yeah. our generation is probably the last generation where we went outside and did. Yeah, we we're like part analog. And yeah, part analog part and part digital. So early 2000s, we made that transition where, you know, with internet, was the best place to be but at the same time we actually grew up going outside being active so we have that perspective so i can relate you know a lot of them are they're they're really wrapped up in social media memes so on and so forth but the values i instill is respect like you don't have to like because i want them to collaborate yeah learn a, a big uh, the best part about learning is collaboration and i feel that the only way you can actually learn is if you collaborate with people and not to mention when you get older you're gonna work with people yeah and you're gonna work with people you don't like mm. that's like nine times out of ten yeah so i instill that value that yeah you're gonna have to collaborate you're gonna have to respect that person mm. even though you might not like them even though they don't you know, piss you off you have to respect them and empathize like i feel in this day and age, especially with what's going on in our administration and the shit, that we lack empathy. Yeah. And we have to listen to the other side. We have to listen even even those diametrically opposite you no know, But what we believe, we have to listen to the other side and understand where they come from. So the understanding, the empathy, I, I try to instill that and try to instill respect. Because once you have those you no know, elements or whatever, anything's possible. I feel you can go a long way.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think empathy is super important. Like, just taking the effort to like understand where somebody else is coming from. Yeah. Like, like we were talking about before, how people compare one another. Like, you need to understand where you're coming from, where they're coming from, and you also need to, like, know that, that this other person you compare yourself to probably has gone through their own type yeah. of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, i mean i guess i guess that was a good transition into current events man like <laughs> oh shit fuck. it was fucking wild like uh, i i feel like it is just america too like honestly like
0: it might be it's um, so strange to me i actually just got email from my principal today yeah. that there was some kind of uh, issue yeah that he had to like email the parents about and they had to like investigate it's yeah. uh, even right now i don't know exactly what happened but that's just the nature of schools now. Um, just another week, we had a lockdown drill. Drill, yeah. That's wild. So basically, we had to we had to dedicate a whole class period to like turning off the lights, locking the door, closing the blinds, getting under our desk until we got the OK sign. Well, actually, the OK sign was after. Um, so our school, we pretty much um, have this drill where we do all that. Yeah. And while we wait we have random people run all over campus opening, trying to open doors. Yeah. So if you, if they could open your door, you didn't do your job. Yeah, you failed already. So make yeah. so made sure it was locked. We were waiting for that person to that try to open our door. And uh, of course we passed, but that's just that's the nature of education in 2018. Like we had earthquake drills, fire drills. Now we have yeah. lockdown drills
1: yeah it's wild like growing up like i can imagine we might have done that in japan because it's a military base right yeah yeah. there's a a military is like actionable you know what i'm saying like they need to protect themselves but like yo a public school in america bro like why are we even concerned why is that even a factor in our heads yeah that's that's the type of stuff that blows my mind like the priorities are in like the wrong place (laughs) and it's just like it's scary to me that this is a, a reality, like, because I didn't grow up having to worry about that. Like, I was probably... I don't when, I don't remember when the Columbine thing happened, but... 99. 99? Yeah. I was, like, 8 years yeah. old or something. So I was just, like... I wasn't even, like, in America, so I didn't understand that. couldn't fathom. Yeah, yeah it's big, weird. I think I was, like, well sheltered, but, like, coming out here and then... Like, I think this year alone, like, in January or by February, there had been already, like... At least ten, like
0: yeah.
1: mass shootings. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, is that like a sign?
0: It's oh, becoming I... a norm where we're we're very numb to it. Yeah. And you know, as probably the most powerful nation. I mean, granted, there's China and Russia, but we're the most influential nation. Yeah. And for us to still have these problems, it's it, it's unacceptable. Yeah. And I, yo, obviously, I lean left, yeah. and I try to listen to to the right as well. And not to mention. The one value that I do try to instill with my students is to listen to the other side. Yeah. No matter how, you no know, opposite their view is, you have to listen because they're from a different background as you. But um, it's we have to <laughs> we have to really think about our values and where we stand. Like, do we care more about this this, this amendment than personal safety? It's so
1: so. My I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but this is my opinion. I was like, damn, but like the Constitution is for a time where we were like hunting rabbits and shit in the fucking forest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's like quarrels between colonizers and natives
0: so yeah,
1: yeah I'm like oh, but we don't really need that
0: now like you had to carry that thing
1: yeah you <laughs> <get them> strapped <laughs> up yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I mean like like you are saying you gotta hear both sides and like I've heard like different sides from the homies and I'm like yo like my homie was like yo in a different part of the country because uh, California like we're not I mean we're not safe here either but like in rougher parts of the country my homie was like yeah like people just run up in your crib like yeah have to kill you and steal your shit yeah. and I was like and he was like yeah like I have my own protection out of that right type of shit I was like okay I get that like, yeah. honestly like I had never had that issue so I, don't, I can't really like stand behind you on that but I respect what you're saying you know no like
0: I I don't want all guns to be taken away yeah you know I guess um, we have the right to bear arms I respect that yeah. but we also have to acknowledge the fact that you, as you mentioned that amendment was written when we didn't have a magazine like automatic weapons yeah. stocks and stocks like there was no way we could have anticipated that kind of firepower yeah. in the 1700s so people were shooting muskets back well, then like right, you gotta yeah. get the pump in, you gotta put the powder no in actually bro, <laughs> so this is what happened when I, I was actually marching for a march for our lives
1: so yeah, t- yeah t- tell us about that
0: and uh no it was after that day, man, I I feel more hopeful. Even though times are kind of weird right now, especially with you know current administration, I feel like once that, like after all this boils over and then we move on to a new leader, like these kids, the youth is, is ve- are, they're very active, yeah, very opinionated. Yeah. And
1: those kids are like high school kids. You yeah, know what I'm saying like and the shit
0: happened with uh, Laura Ingram from Fox News, like. Uh. She went ahead and, and made some, some comments that was she the
1: one that like said something about that kid Yeah. about college or something yeah oh, and
0: okay the kid could have simply went on Twitter went in a tirade yeah but he went for her money went for her advertisers like that was smart for a high schooler like for for him to to, to, to think that way and, and and do that I mean I, I can only applaud him mm-hmm. so. Just the fact that they're very mindful and they know what's going on. I'm, I'm very hopeful for the future. And even though th- things are weird right now, um, you know, we're gonna. It's gonna be better. I, 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 I'm. I'm very confident. Very confident. But uh, during that time, like during that march, uh, I got into it with uh, one of my best friends. Oh. Uh-huh. And he's pro guns. Is he the? Was he the military? The military. Yeah. And um, yeah. He, it's like oh what what you got against NRA and I said this and that and we got into this I mean there's too much like special
1: interest in yeah they're like, they're like lobbyists you know what I'm saying yeah
0: so no I, and I heard him and there's a we got into this heated argument like this I, I figured it was it was on the it was coming
1: yeah but I feel like with anybody we grew up with, in the yeah, military bro like Facebook is like uh, yeah, it
0: was, it was coming Yeah. but I understand you know um, I understand like America's fascination with guns, but at the end of the day, like we also have to think that people are dying all the time, and there's no reason for that in a first-world country. Yeah, and uh, we can talk about Japan and how there's no gun deaths, or Australia, but we could also talk about—I'm not sure what country—is it is it Switzerland or, or Sweden that has guns oh. and they operate just fine, but. America's different, bro. Like, we're so free here that yeah. it's easy for for someone to to get angry one day and start shooting. Yeah. So it's context.
1: I, I, I also, I get. I guess like where I where I see it coming from is like the accessibility to it. Absolutely. Why is it wow. so easy? You know so I mean? easy. Wow. Like I don't see. Okay, this is like uh, I didn't fact check fact check this, but I saw it on Facebook. You got you computer, know, that right uh, you here. That reader. that Japan video about like the. 50 things you have to do before getting a gun, right? Yeah, yeah. And then compared to like the two things you gotta do to get a gun here. Like, yeah. you just sign up for the license. That's
0: relatively to easy on, yeah. to get a gun here.
1: Yeah, like uh, in Japan, you gotta, you gotta, uh, get like, a, I don't know, like you have to buy the gun save, you gotta do this, do that, do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, hella unnecessary. Like, you'd probably, you gotta take fourth, classes. Probably by the fourth step, you're like, yo, it's not even worth it. I don't really need this. Like, I just wanted it type shit. But yeah, like the accessibility and, like, the, The Fascination about the automatic weapons, like uh, you don't need that to hunt, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, like Australia, like again, not fact checked, but this is the story that circulates is that happened once and then they got they did legislation, pretty much right, and it hasn't happened since or whatever. I don't know, but it's just crazy, like, yeah, like you're saying, first world country, why do we have to worry about this? It's like the most influential, powerful country, you know, like, well, yeah. we have these crazy worries in our own.
0: and yeah, what makes me mad is like the, the conversation now is the arm teachers
1: oh yeah okay so what are your thoughts on that so i
0: wrote like a like a twitter like a, yeah. like a facebook uh, post i don't do facebook posts man like that's so like baby boomer shit. yeah <laughs> no, my parents write baby <laughs> posts but i know i felt compelled to to write about it uh-huh. and they're proposing that i'm sure everyone heard now that we should arm teachers mm. t- as a way to deter school shootings and yeah no we have been demanding more resources that's yeah, one of the different things yeah help, you know. because if we get those things we have a better way to reach our kids mm. and you know maybe it's parenting maybe that, that that's the cause and i don't have control over that teachers don't have control now kids are at home yeah so we also have to investigate that part of it, the parenting. But mm. I'm only responsible for what I can do as a teacher. And I feel that if we, if we have more resources, uh, we have more counselors, yeah. uh, we, have, we have more uh, materials, that we'd be able to effectively craft lessons and craft our curriculum where we can, I guess, influence or inspire our kids. Yeah. not have them go waste on be, the, at the wayside. be waistline. angry, be angry. like man there are better ways to do things not to mention if you're gonna give me a gun if you're gonna give a teacher a gun think about the many hats that teachers wear yeah so you have to be obviously first educator second a babysitter third a counselor fourth I mean it goes on and on and so you're gonna
1: add security guard on top you're gonna
0: add security guard to it not to mention you're gonna add what training to it uh-huh. Yo, I have the great papers I have to plan a curriculum So And not to mention This is not even about We're not getting paid enough Yeah To yeah. do yeah, all, so that. all those Already? resources
1: Should just go towards The actual uh, Institution Of the school No, you're
0: going to expect me To be like yeah. Fucking John Wick With a, with a gun When, when, when yeah. A so-called Shooter comes around You expect me to Immediately know what to do That's a lot to ask Yeah I mean, didn't Didn't they say that
1: that shooting that uh, there are security guards there But they didn't even like Run in to like Do anything right Exactly I don't I know Yeah I don't know
0: when, when she hits the fan It's different Like you can say You can train the person you want But You don't know Unless that happens And god forbid It ever happens in my school Well, funny story is though Yeah So uh You mentioned that I was subbing for a while Uh
2: uh-huh. And
0: uh I actually Before I got my full time gig I subbed at about Over 20 schools Uh uh-huh. And I actually subbed at the school that I'm teaching at right now, yeah. and it's funny. So I came in, and uh, I noticed that there were a lot of teachers that called out that day. A lot of subs coming in the office that day. Mm. And there were a lot of kids in my classes, the classes I was subbing, a lot of kids absent. So I'm like, this is, this is strange. So I asked one of the kids, like, what's what's going on? Why is everyone gone? Is it a field trip? oh the oh. way he said? kid said oh someone uh, threatened to shoot the school today they didn't bother to tell anybody no they didn't tell me that i'm like if i knew that I'll, hell, i'm gonna take not taking this job but and he said it to me like it, it's it's been happening yeah you know it's he's not scared but it it's 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 been so you are so numb you know yeah like yeah like we're surrounded by that shit every day but like okay so you're talking
1: about resources and stuff you're just saying like you teach you how to be counselors and then okay, I, I just I just thought of this right now like in all your experiences in diff- working at different schools what's the ratio to from student to counselors at school like is it one per grade or something like I feel like there's so, there's hundreds of kids at a school that's a good question right that's like what's question. your experience with that What, what's the ratio like you think
0: uh, currently at my school I think we have about five or six counselors
1: and how many kids are you? that's a good
0: question <laughs> I think we have over two thousand kids wow yeah I'm, I doubt
1: they have time for all that yeah. like,
0: they so they already have life. enough on their on their workload or caseload we also have uh, these uh, IEPs um, and these teachers these specialized teachers also have a yeah. deal with, with Kids that have, like, either uh, learning disabilities Mm. or um, you know, just special needs, special needs kids. So, you think I have it bad as a teacher, think about the counselors, Mm. you know, like some of them might not even know their name, the kids' names, yeah, and they're responsible for their well being. So, um, it's tough, man. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean.
1: <laughs> I guess I guess that, that leads to like, because one of the points in this whole issue is that uh, the thing, this thing about like mental health is stuff. Like, where where do you stand on that? Because I, I think I think it is important to address, but I don't think that's like the, that might not be the heart of the issue. You know okay. Some people think it's the heart of the issue; they want to make it about that. So, what no. do you think about that? Uh, no, mental
0: health is real. Yeah. I mean, uh, for example. Uh, I had uh, one kid uh, right before winter break. He, he's a new kid in my class. Oh. A little off. Yeah. And I read his uh, I read his uh, file, and he, you know, he uh, tried to kill himself a few times, and had issues at home, and oh. had some learning disabilities. It was all over the place. Yeah. And um, it kind of made me uncomfortable, just him there. Yeah. And some of the students were complaining.
1: Uh, he was like acting out or something?
0: Acting out, acting weird. Uh. Um, one girl that he sat with complained about him, like he was like drawing her and uh. saying weird things. And I'm like, yo, um, I can move you. So I did, but anyway, uh, winter break happened. I came back and he's no longer in my class. Uh. So I asked the counselor, what happened to the kid uh. he said he tried to off himself a winter break uh. and um, he said to me as if it's like this happens uh. and it I mean, I'm a first year teacher so um, it, it was a shock to me but it happens mm-hmm. and um, I don't know what the answer is to 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 keep our kids safe to but I know for sure that you know um Cultivating a culture at school, and, and then making them feel valued, is, is, is go, goes a long way. Because yeah. he came from a different school, yeah. so, and I'm not sure what's going on behind closed doors with his parents, but yeah, that that was crazy. Mm. But I feel, I mean, I feel like it's it's about school culture.
1: Yeah.
0: And okay. First, I think it's parenting. First, first and foremost. Starts at the home. Starts at home, man. Okay. Like it starts at home. And then moves on to the school, and the school has a great culture, and you know everyone's caring and willing to listen. Um, you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but as you as you pointed out before, we always have over two thousand kids with only six counselors. There really isn't much that they can do, yeah. realistically.
1: Uh-huh. You know?
0: yeah. So, and that was crazy. To think a crazy time. Yes, because I think I think growing up. I mean, growing up. Bullying was even that
1: crazy. Yeah, they would just talk about like, yo, don't bully kids. Yeah, I think when we, when I, yeah when we were growing up, they were trying to push the whole like dare program or whatever like about drugs. It's like, always it's, something. It's always something. So I mean, who knows what the next thing will be? But yeah, I mean, it's good to hear your perspective on it because you are a teacher. and Like, I'm, i feel like I'm have a, I'm like at a distance from the whole education system because I'm like I'm not at school. And my sister's already out of high school. Yeah. So, she, I mean, anything can happen at any school. She's in college now, but, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it, it blows my mind, because I never had to worry about that growing up. And it's at a, almost, like, school should be, like, a, almost like a sanctuary. Right? Yeah. But, like, you come to learn. You come to see your friends, you know. You come to, like, foster these relationships that you're going to have for the rest of your life. But, like, just these outside forces or whatever that... Makes these crazy things available to kids or whatever is just like insane to me. Like, cause none of that's ever like crossed my mind.
0: Right. And I, like, I was gonna say, thing is with um, this generation though, like you mentioned, school should be a safe haven. Mm. It should be. Yeah. It should be because uh, my my school itself is like upper middle class, but they do bus kids in. Yeah. And a lot of them come from um, tough situations. Uh-huh. Key example, I have, this is funny, I have three students in my class. They're cousins. Yeah. Three boys, the same age. Yeah.
1: They happen to be in your class.
0: They happen to be in my class. No, look at it. I love them to death. But they all come from different backgrounds. Mm. We have one kid, he seems pretty well off, rocking Jordans, and like he's fresh to death. Mm. Then we have the studious kid, who's into sports and whatnot, uh, pretty even keel, he probably, but he wants to, to, uh, uh, he's there to learn. Out of the three kids, he's there to learn. He's the more studious one. Now, we have the third kid, who barely shows up to class, and barely trims anything in. So one day, um, I asked the the two two cousins, the ones that are one, the, the rich one, I wouldn't say rich one, but well off. And the studious one, like, yo, what's the deal with your cousin? Uh. It's like, why isn't he here? Why is he barely here? Well, they said that he has issues at home right now. Uh-huh. So as a teacher, we feel helpless. Uh-huh. And, you know, you know parent—the parents got a parent. Yeah. Because if we're left with know, what you leave us with, mm. and, um, uh, you could say that their kids are with
1: another adult for most of the day, Yeah, you know? yeah, so. but
0: at the same time, you gotta think about, like, what you're doing to your kid, and what kind of condition there are to, to actually be in school, mm. so, uh, right now, man, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very concerned, mm. not just him, but a lot of kids that have it. most of my kids, some of my kids are busted from the inner city, you could definitely see the difference yeah like they're bright but ed- like academics are the last thing they're thinking about
1: yeah i mean kid- kids got their own issues you know? yeah things they're thinking about yeah but so what would you what would you say are your boundaries for that like because you obviously you want to help you know like and you want to you want to get involved but only to a certain degree like uh, so what kind of boundaries like where's like the end of the line for you that you have to like this is it
0: okay well to be honest I'm not gonna do the whole Michelle Pfeiffer dangerous minds thing and Go to your house
1: <laughs> uh-huh. that's
0: very like idealistic yeah but what I'll say is that I have an open-door policy yeah like if they need to talk to me they can it's yeah. really on them yeah I have to deal with about 36 kids in each class got five classes we're dealing with about hundred eighty kids yeah so, for me to go into every household, that's not feasible. So, I tell them if they ever need anything or if you want to talk about something, I'm here. It's really on them. But, I mean, there are some instances where I feel like I need to step in and, and talk. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're slip, your grades are slipping. You're, obviously, your attitude's not where it needs to be. Then, you know, I'll bring it up to them and ask them what's going on. And then we'll have that conversation. Mm. But yeah, man, it's
1: 180 kids. Yeah. No, yeah, we were talking about earlier, like, because uh, I was like, oh, like, I only seen young teachers like, now and on when I was growing up, like, on movies and TV, like, Freedom Writers or whatever. It's very, like, naive and idealistic. Like, I want my kids to. I'm not like,
0: jumping on yes, Yeah, do
1: some crazy <laughs> shit. Or, like, Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Bro, you know, like, that shit is for the movies or for, like, viral videos on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? but
0: uh I'm, I'm more realistic man like yeah. I teach ninth grade regular, 10th uh-huh. grade advanced, Ninth grade regular they they push my buttons yeah so they um they push my buttons they don't really do their work they're not very studious yeah. so I tell them I'm, I'm afraid for you like yeah. next year like you're gonna be 10th graders gonna be sophomores and the habits you have right now is not, they're not gonna fly Mm. So I'm really honest. Yeah, but like uh, it's a part
1: of like a teacher's responsibility to not only teach them like uh, academic stuff, but just how to like prepare them for the real world. Yeah,
0: life, real life shit,
1: you know, real life shit like that. I, I wish I wish they taught us how to do taxes and shit in school, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> what I'm saying? saying like that. That shit is. I, I honestly don't never use trigonometry in my life, bro. Like,
0: and the kids are you know, kids nice. know that. Yeah. I asked them yeah. what they want to learn. Right. 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 I had this one lesson where like. What um, what skills you think are valuable to be an adult? Yeah, and they mentioned that. Well, like taxes, taxes and uh, finances, and I don't even gotta tell them, but they know. Yeah. So the kids are are very in tune With what's going on, I, and, and, and I feel like they got the resources. You know, they got the internet. Like, yeah, like, we I don't really have the internet growing
1: up. Like I I thought growing up in the, in the on a military base, like that I was gonna end up being in the fucking military being a doctor or something you know what I'm saying like I didn't know that there's like this whole world until like sophomore, junior year when I like for real got on the internet like looked for music and like looked at hypebeast looking at clothes and just looking at like American culture I was like damn like these kids have everything at their fingertips like
0: it's double edged short
1: though yeah like we were talking about we we had the analog growing up and then introduced the digital so we know the best of both worlds we know how to Work hard, but we also know how to like play hard as far as like digitally or whatever. Yeah. But, um. Because it's
0: a reality removed. And, uh, yeah. I did, I had this one ex- social experiment where, yeah. like, don't look at your phone the entire period. In fact, let me have your phone. Yeah. And see how that goes. How was that? How was that? Oh, and some kids were like. Angsty a- 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 T- Scratching their necks and, like, just well, could not. Yeah. And I found it, like, so profound that they can't, they can't not look at a screen.
1: Yeah, which
0: is scary. And I don't know. Maybe it's parenting. Maybe this just how the culture is, how generation is now. But you have to be grounded in reality. You gotta have some time to just not look at a screen. You know, think about how, how much time in a day look at a screen.
1: So me especially. Yeah. The yeah. Life.
0: Right. I think a lot of it. I was
1: face huggers. They, yeah. Uh, in the previous podcast, I mentioned this one video it was like with Mike Pose or whatever on Facebook. He's talking about like uh, stillness and like being in the moment. But he's like he, he realized while he was up in the mountains, like where there's nothing going on yeah that a lot of people just can't sit in silence or not have things to do like like bro i wake up and i have a to-do list like i know what i need yeah. to do i need, what i need to accomplish but like what if you're just in the mountains and you just have your necessities like you're not gonna be responding to emails you're not gonna be like oh like let me play my ps4 you just could you could just sit there and like have your coffee and just like be to yourself but i think that right. that might be the issues that people can't be alone, they can't be quiet, and they can't have they can't be taskless.
0: Yeah, you know they had to be doing thing. something. Yeah, when I think it, it's it's uh, uh, I don't know, it's valuable to just sit in peace yeah. in your thoughts yeah. and reflect. Yeah, uh, I think it's that's underrated. It's underrated now. When before, like oh god, I'm mean, even now like. It's just have peace and quiet by lunchtime it's like uh, lunch breaks I don't I- interact with anybody yeah. I'm just there eating yeah and that's the best part of my day <laughs>
1: Yeah, like uh, mine. Mine is like when I'm out and then I finally come home. I just like sit in the driveway for a second. Yeah, it's man. like man, quiet. The, the music's off, the car's off, and it's just like in, even in my room, like I hear with a the fan. There's like my ps 4s playing or something, or my parents or something, or my grandparents. But in the car, it's just, like
0: we're just over overstimulated.
1: Yeah, and like, we take so much information. I feel like we always have to take in information. Yeah, like. I always notice, like, when I go to Dirty Birds in uh Point Loma or whatever, there's, like, 20 TVs, and it's you know, mainly playing the chive or whatever, yeah. but uh, there's a bunch of sports stuff, and it's just, like, placed properly where I'm just, like, stuck there, like, because if there's a screen for me, like, I need to look at it, and I feel like I've just been accustomed to that, just being, like, a designer, being on my computer, and then being someone that takes in information like that, but, yeah, yeah, just, uh... Shit. Anyways,
0: <laughs> and,
1: yeah, like I, was, I said in the beginning, you're one of the few people or like one of the only people that has grown up the same way that I grew up. So, we, oh, no, that's it good, it's good, it's good. It
0: good,
1: but yeah, we grew up in Japan, bro. Like, uh, we should talk about that. Like, how is it for you being um, a child in the military, bro? Like,
0: best? time of my life yeah you know i i still think about japan often and of all the places i live vegas japan san diego yeah. japan's home
1: yeah
0: my, my birth certificate says san diego i was born here yeah. but japan's always home and i feel blessed to have grown up there because it i don't know like i'm not sure about you but it really gave me a global perspective yeah yeah you know like because I, I feel like we were the foreigners
1: there yeah so i like kind of had to understand where they were coming from and then everybody from these different ships from these different states these different places have a different perspectives like even when it was all like filipinos at first like, oh yeah i still felt like it was very diverse because everybody was just like
0: when would you get when would you move to japan
1: it was like 2000 to
0: 2003,
1: then then it was like 8th grade to graduation.
0: Oh, so you had a gap.
1: Yeah, so I went, I actually, I lived in Vegas for two years. Oh, shit. That was like, well, almost, almost the shittiest, almost the shittiest time. What school? I went to Mulaski Middle School.
0: What's Mulaski? Where's yeah. that? Yeah.
1: Like? I mean, it's like in North Las Vegas. North, north like, Vegas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's just like strange because uh, <laughs> people in Vegas have nothing to do and like at, at middle school especially like kids trying to gangbang kids trying to bully bro like y'all come from some money bro like I know y'all are chilling like it's not that serious but yeah it was just a weird time but yeah like we had a I feel very blessed to have had a global experience yeah, in the beginning just because and then i moved to the bay and i was like okay like i'm kind of used to this already like because people like to talk about the bay and its diversity i was like oh like this yeah. isn't new to me but i love it this yeah. is what yeah. i love yeah. and uh so not out, <laughs> it's something about japan,
0: japan. Uh,
1: okay I'll just cut that out I'll, cut that out and I'll pause but
0: uh, I mean like, growing up
1: in different places cause I feel like I almost have had one but not a severe one but have you ever had like an identity crisis about like oh where am I from what is home like what do I identify myself as like growing up here there cause you know when someone asks you like where you're from you always gotta explain like eight different things like no for sure like what is your experiences with like your identity
0: yeah that was a weird one I mean, when I was in high school, I actually bounced back and forth from Vegas, Japan, middle school and high school. So whenever, like, eighth grade I spent in Vegas and 11th grade I spent in Vegas, but everything else was in Japan. So whenever I came back to Vegas, eighth grade, 11th grade, they're asking me, Oh, you a new kid? What's going on with you? I'm from from Japan. Do you speak Japanese? No. Yeah. And that's the first thing, like, I regret that I don't... Like as long as I live there, yeah. I didn't really pick up the language. Yeah. I only took host nation, man. What I'm saying? And then I took Spanish class. I was saying, like I feel very shameful about that. Oh. But that's how it is. I mean, we were like a small American town. It was a bubble. And the yeah. fact that we didn't have to speak another language, that we were just fine, I guess we were too comfortable. Oh. But um, explaining that like you're Filipino but you grew up in Japan and you don't speak Japanese what's going on you go yeah. to a military uh, base American military base yeah um, did you go to a military school yeah no it's technically a private Yo, school was it like fast base? and the furious Tokyo Drift yeah no Like, you know, <laughs> first off that's tell really me bad. why yeah, fast and furious Tokyo cool. Drift like this dude never been in Japan before yeah. went to the train station knew exactly With where it. to fucking go <laughs> that's what gonna and tell me about. why Lil Bao had this nice-ass car though like <laughs> what kind of international is I don't know. school is that and right? he had like import miles for classmates but that's besides point anyway um that bothered me um no um yeah i'm, I'm glad you asked that identity crisis not not really because i was very comfortable i i, I loved where i where i came from i never forgot and i felt like instead of being confused about my background Mm. I was more proud of them on that. Mm. You know, I gained perspective on the world, and not to mention, man, like like the military schools, I was top notch education. Like, yeah, like
1: they were saying, like technically it's a private school.
0: Technically it's a private school. Yeah. I remember I ditched one time, and like they had like helicopters looking for me. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I, think I never ditched. School. But like I'm saying, like they were calling my parents, like in 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 Vegas, if you ditched, like whatever, like. Write a letter, and you could even like doctor that letter. You could like have your your, your girlfriend write a letter, or sister yeah. write a letter. Like uh, they don't really care. Uh, and I, so, I saw the difference. So and uh, oh, wow. I never really had identity crisis. Yeah. I was comfortable yeah. where I'm from, yeah. and uh, I thought it made me uh, a yeah. more rounded, you know, yeah. a, no, person. Hmm. I, feel I feel that, that for yeah. me. I think it, because
1: yeah, I was gonna ask you how that informs who you are today. That you said you became a rounded person. I think for me, it like has made me able to adapt. You know what I'm saying? Like, adapt, yeah. Because like, yeah, I can go to a different place and not feel out of the, out of place, just because I'm like, oh, yeah I've been, I've already lived in a different country. Yeah, man. Like, it uh, wasn't anything like the people, you know. But yeah, like, bro, uh, like living here, like a lot of people are attached to like living in San Diego, and when I was in the Bay, people were attached to living in the Bay. I'm just like, oh, like I can't relate. Like, isn't
0: that weird? I, I've been like, used you, to move. You know, people that never left yeah. this yeah. city. It blows my mind, bro. Like, like
1: but like we we're saying, like he just had this unique opportunity. Yeah, which everybody can't have. Everybody yeah. can't, have. They can't go through. But yeah, like, so how else does it inform you? Does it inform you in the way you teach, the way you interact with people? or just like the way you're maneuvering through your life right now?
0: Oh, you mentioned uh, adaptability. Absolutely. Like, yo, real talk, I, I've i lived from 2005 to 2010. I lived in 20 addresses. i moved all over Las Vegas. Um, like you couldn't really pin me down. And uh, just being able to adapt to situations, I think, uh, Growing up in the military, um, help me with that. Not to mention, okay, I remember—I well, know like, you know this you for sure—that you, that like kind of of you sure. might meet a great friend one day in, in Japan. The sad thing about that is that yeah. he, that you might, friend, not see them. you might not see them because they might move somewhere else. Yeah, I had a couple of homies I moved like I knew them for a few years, became my best friends. Move to Hawaii, move to Virginia, move to Florida.
2: You know, and uh,
0: although it sucked, you have to learn how to pick up and move on. Yes. And you know, although we, you know, we feel sad, you know, we're 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 in our emotions and shit. Uh, and you, you. Every day is a new day. You pick up and move on. So that's something that I feel that that, that strengthened me uh, you know, as a person. Yeah. adaptability yeah. for sure pcs you go to yeah. pcs i remember going
1: to, the, go to psd <laughs> navy lodge yeah. girl, like people get on that bus and go <laughs> okay. takes them to narita i know I'm, you know I'm not
0: you know, I'm, A shame to say But yeah I've cried a few times Oh yeah At the same time I would see these people Two or three years down the line I'm like What's the point of me crying When I'm gonna see your ass anyway
1: Yeah I guess It's just like Like you're saying We're in this bubble So like Oh you're not in our bubble anymore Like Yeah
0: But Yeah
1: one of my favorite things About like Having different friends That move away For the most part It's always good When we like See each other again Like I I got dinner With my homies the other week These were talking about Doing our 10th year reunion I'm like damn You're already there? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, dude,
1: next year is ten years, man. they're so like, yo, let's do Vegas, it's cheap, like everybody's pretty central, like we'll just go. I'm like, damn, bro, like that's crazy to me. Like time really blew by and then I just can't wait to see all these people who, like again. Just this because I do have like good memories. Like I didn't I wasn't one of those people that hated high school. Like I was I had a good time, like, I got friends with everybody. I didn't try to like choose sides too much, you know yeah. what I mean? Like but I was also, like, involved and, in, like, uh, like trying to be everybody, everybody's friend, you know, but it was cool. Like, I think that that's definitely important who I am today. Like, just growing up in such a small bubble, like, I got, I just wanted to be close to people. Yeah. Which kind of sucked when they moved away, but then I got over that. But that's
0: how I am today. Like, I, I have a lot of close friends, like, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I have Close friends, you know. Yeah, that. I mean, I have a few twenty-year friendships, and they yeah. they stem from me living in Japan. Yeah, I've noticed though, like the kids here in America, like some of them really hate going to high school.
1: Yeah, like it's it's like the worst years. It's of their the worst
0: years of their lives, and for me, I I can't relate because you know, high school for me was was dope. Yeah, and me living in Japan and meeting, you know. Even though it might be for only a little while, I met some great people that I'm still friends with today. So, I mean, I, I just really can't relate to, to hating, you know, high school. It's, 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 it's foreign to me. Mm. So, yeah. if... I don't know how to structure
1: this question. If it wasn't... What, what would have been a different alternative path you would have had for teaching? Because for me... It would have been, I would have ended up at San Diego State. And then, quite, yeah, quite possibly, would have knocked somebody up that I knew from Japan. Oh my God. Because that, no disrespect, but that's what happened to a lot of friends that I knew or would have joined the military. Yeah. Or I'd still be studying to be like an R N right now. Something like
0: R. Oh yeah, you you started as a, on that path, right?
1: Not never. I was. Never. Gonna, I just went straight to art school. Oh right? shit. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Hernandez, man. Oh, Mr. Hernandez. Shane. Yeah, oh. Shane put me onto his alma mater.
0: Yo, actually, oh, Shane. He. I, I. went to Japan. Uh, the most recent trip to Japan. Or, and uh, I stopped by his classroom, I asked him what do I gotta do to become a Dodds teacher and he gave me the play-by-play of what he did to oh, do, so man. shouts out to him. In fact, I eventually want to be a Dodge teacher.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I'd gone out drinking one time with Hernandez uh, in San Francisco. Oh shit. Like, and there's a couple of okay. Japan people there. So we went out drinking and we was all like lit and all that. And I was like, yo, Hernandez, I'm taking your job, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going right? to become a Dodds teacher, get all Go those benefits, teach what? art. Cause honestly, that people just gave us a syllabus of like things to do Korean, and create, and I was like, he never taught us anything, but he gave us freedom to like learn shit, which was cool. Yeah, but he was just like, nah, like I'm writing this thing out as long as I can, cause he just had a, he had a kid recently. <laughs> but uh, he, he it for like five minutes. Like yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah. Real quick, what would have been your different life path?
0: 2008 yeah. I actually did the ASVAB. I was this close to military. Yeah. Um, I would say Vegas, although it was fun, it was my lost years. Yeah.
1: Like, well, you uh, think you've been lost in the sauce or something?
0: Might have been. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'll tell you this though. Yeah. If I stay in Vegas, I'd probably make more money. Money yeah. over there, it's different money over there, man. Uh-huh. Like, you um, get in the industry and money comes fast. Yeah. and. Uh, if money was what I valued the most, maybe I'd be a more happy person over there. My mom's over there, so I have homeboys over there. So I would have been fine. At the end of the day, I would have been fine. But in order for me to branch out and, and I don't know, just be comfortable with who I am, I had had to leave. Um, But I was this close and joined the military. I did my ASVAB, and I got my results, and it looks like I had pick the litter I, I, I could pick any job I wanted I did that well uh, and then I, I mentioned earlier that my dad said you know we're moving to California if you move with it if you move to California I'll pay for school and then the rest is history uh, so if he didn't come in with, with the save I, I probably would either be in the military or if I maybe I'd change your art still be in Vegas doing something
1: hey um, man that's the universe at work right like that nah.
0: Yeah, yeah I almost could it have done it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, my girlfriend's in Vegas now. Yeah. Is, it's, it's ironic, man. It's
1: yeah. ironic. <laughs> it's ironic. Yeah, I mean any any last thoughts you wanna put out there? Any shout outs or something? Shoutout. Unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions? Yeah, man? I usually ask you for well, unpopular opinion.
0: Unpopular opinions.
1: I'd be like with have always. Jake Cole's about? cool. Oh god! Someone was talking to me the other day. Like they're like, yo, why does everybody like hate on Jake? i I'm like, damn, like he's just not for me. He's not personally, he's not for me. You know the warm up bro? The was dope. The warm up was dope. But he, then like
0: admit the to that. Yeah, like he's
1: cool. Like he's a rapper. He got bars and shit. Yeah, but for one, he's kind of boring to me.
0: Okay, there's Michael, not a lot of
2: Michael growth. Bars.
0: I it's I not because like, he raps about the same shit, okay. bro. Like, okay,
1: like, okay, like, still broke, bro. Like, still, and he always has a weird
0: song on his album. Yeah, he does. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah,
1: he always has one weird song. I made
0: that concession. He always <laughs> has some weird shit, like him getting caught jacking off in class, and he's like, damn, yeah. you are 30. He's my age,
1: yeah. No, then there's that one song where he's talking about the girl, and he hopes that it's like her boyfriend, like dies or something yeah. so he could like be there to console her yes. i was like bro that's kind of strange i get your storytelling, but my
0: question is why do you hate russ so much i don't know I, i'm, oh, I'm impartial because he's,
1: he's a he's a, a <laughs> douche online on twitter right he's the worst bro like, word
0: i don't follow word. him like that
1: he he can't big up himself without putting another person down and he's wild corny like wild he corny. did that zans thing that whole tea about Zans or whatever, right. like anti zanti But this one used to tweet about doing lean and Zans and shit. Like, call it growth.
0: Like, I, I
1: just feel like he should have he been chilling. Like, he should have chilled okay. all that. Okay. Because,
0: you know what? Like, no, real talk. I was like, I was enjoying his music. Yeah. And then I see your tweets about him. I'm like, am I missing something? But, like, did he, like burn a school i don't know like did they why there's so much like hatred behind your tweets i would say i
1: would say i would say, <laughs> I would say it's like a cause and effect or like a, a wildfire effect like when i see people tweet about it and i look into it i'm like damn he is kind of a dick like, <laughs> like, Yo, like oh, uh. and i don't ass. know i have opinions on music so i'm like okay i don't like Russ. i don't
0: like wale i don't like j cole wale interesting I think, I just don't think he has a lot of artistic integrity, bro. Like he does have some weird like like punchlines. He like went
1: he, he went from talking about Nike SB sneaker boots, all that shit to Lotus flower bombs. He signed with Rick Ross, yeah, changed him, yeah, and then he just like uh, left his whole like shit behind. So I was like, damn, bro, you really left for the check, man. Like,
0: who are rappers I sure. don't like? Well. My kids, they, they they love that little pump shit.
1: Yeah, yachty. So I think for that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people hate on like SoundCloud generation, but I'm like, I think there's a time and place for it. So there's yeah. a time and place for it. Little pump in the club, like getting lit j cole like introspective at home type shit and i was watching the rapture on netflix Always oh, exactly. it's good like uh it's, it, it started off interesting like yeah. logic like yeah but, and like i don't really listen listen to logic but i'm like okay like, i understand his fan base now i understand his appeal but i think it was Nas that was saying um there's a time and place for like best rapper ever yeah time and place for the the turn up shit time and place for like the woke shit and uh, oh. some only a few people can do the do both at the same time yeah so yeah, yeah like the, genera- the new generation generation yeah. likes all these soundcloud rappers and no i mean like
0: uh it's it's crazy to see their eyes light up with if, if i mention the SoundCloud rapper knows Like he, he does knows He knows young bands Yeah, little <laughs> Zans Who's that new kid That Travis Scott signed uh, Check West I don't even know who that is man. Oh, yeah, get, get on man Sheck West is dope
1: I'm, I'm like Dude, I'm one of those people That listen to the same 20 songs For like a month bro. I'm not listening to anything new bro
0: Like my kid, like I'm serious as fuck In, in class And then I mention Like a rapper Or a song yeah. Yeah. And then they just go bro i crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not too far removed from your generation, so I know. We still try to go to the same concert. (laughs) 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 Yo, uh, yo, Kuko? Yeah. Yo, I played some Kuko in class today. This girl, like, bugged out. Like, you know Kuko? Yeah, yeah, I do. I I, I feel like with Kuko, though, he's such
1: a, like, he's still, like, not out there yet. Yeah. So if you know about him, you're like, oh, like, you can have something to talk about. Just like him, King Crew, Yellow Days. Like, that whole sound is sick
0: to me right now. That's the Slacker Rock, Matt DeMarco. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to call it. Like, Slacker Rock. Like, yeah. some wavy rock shit. Yeah. It was so dope to me. Yeah. But, like, to see that my kids are into that, you know, it gives me hope. And although, you know, some of them are into... I have this one kid who's into, like, why be in the mirror. I mean, the mirror is crazy. No, I love it. Love Actually, I, I tell my kids, put me on. Yeah put me on. They, they, I give them a little note card. They write something they're down, but I'll check it out. But this one kid, he, he put YB in the mirror and some other like SoundCloud so stuff. And then he put like some indie rock in the side. I'm like, Yo, what you know about that? It's like, which one? Who do you put? Put like Volpeck. You ever heard of Volpeck? Some indie rock. I'm like, Yo, you just put me on YB in the mirror. And now you're putting me on some indie rocks I'm like, Yeah, Mr. Hernandez, i listen to both. I'm like, Yo, like, kids, hearing that. I know it could be a da- like a. A, like, a, like a downfall but like it gives them options yeah. you know like they can listen to everything so yeah i was talking so, to you know, jay know, like, the other day from final nine he was talking about like
1: the evolution of like streetwear and all that it's just like or the clothing oh we
0: can talk about
1: that right now yeah just because now because it used to be like what was wear, is like anti-high fashion or it was, like affordable fashion you know <laughs> and it was about like skate kids surf kids but now it's just like anybody you can be like hip-hop kids you, you can like hip hop and skateboard and listen to King Cruel Yeah. and listen to grime and wear your side bag, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's not so like clicky as far as your interests go now. Yeah, like, yeah. So um, I think that's what's cool right the now. The
0: boundaries have been blurred mm-hmm. for sure. But for every kid that's very authentic, I think that's authentic. Uh-huh. But I think social media, it, it makes it about the clout, about the flex. Uh-huh. So the streetwear is gone. You know, mainstream like nowadays like thursday mornings i see my kids on the phone at 8 a.m oh yeah trying, trying to, to cop the supreme you. or something like i know what you're doing it's like, oh, and,
1: <laughs> you got your shit loaded up too <laughs> yeah
0: man like i got my shit too like it's so much and uh they would come to me like mr dance you, you copy anything like no i'm teaching you but like, it kind of <laughs> did you know what i'm saying like it, it's, it's funny to see that, and uh, it's cool that I can relate to them that way. Yeah. I think if I were to give advice to like younger teachers, like, be comfortable. Because they gravitate to authenticity. They gravitate that if you're being yourself, that if you come in, you know, you wear your, your, your shirt tie, your slacks but you have a pair of fresh sneakers that's a conversation starter you know what I mean like have don't be afraid to show your personality and uh, I figured that out this year and uh, I think it helped me Leaps and bounds. Yeah, it just makes you a little more personal. Yeah, personal. yeah. Because I mean, I'm not sure about you, but growing up, uh, the teachers that left Im- like an impact on me is like we had sim like similar interests. or yeah. not even not just similar interests, but they took the time to ask me about something. Mm. So uh, that goes a long way. Oh,
1: Shut I feel Hey, like. okay. yeah. last thing to say
0: um the sports anime wave is popping right now <laughs> so uh you know i don't watch anything besides sports anime i'm, I'm on uh this yomayuri pedal it's a cycling, it's a cycling, cycling one okay. Shit's lit and what watch the volleyball joint I, I don't know I'm, I'm not the only person to talk about anime on, on your podcast but, nah bring it up uh, Grant it did know, yeah shout out Grant, to the Town Dust
1: yeah uh, Grant knows his shit he put me he, he always tries to you know watch the one
0: about the time travel thing. <laughs> yo uh, I, re- I heard about I've that I've never yeah. seen that one
1: right now I'm watching just whatever anime they got on Netflix But it's a lot of them are really confusing so yeah
0: Tokyo Ghoul just came out I think is yeah. sure. that on Hulu cause I have Hulu like I think that. it's on I think it's on Netflix okay um, yeah I'm, Oh yeah, I'm watching an anime too. Yeah sport, sports one is popping.
1: Um, I haven't gotten into the sports wave yet. Yeah, if it's, 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 it's I wanna ridiculous. I wanna watch like Tennis Prince or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there's a tennis one out there. Or uh, like uh, the basketball a, one. I think I think it's called Tennis it's, Prince. Really? Uh, yeah, the, basketball think, the basketball was one so
0: one. fucking stupid. Really? Uh no, I'm not talking about slam dunk. There's this new uh, one called uh, Coco Rose yeah. basketball. Yeah. It's stupid as fuck, uh, but you're watching it. Yeah, so you want to see what happens next? So I, uh, I'm guilty for falling for that trap. I don't know. I'm
1: always into like the fantasy type Man, anime, just like because I feel like if you have animation, you should fuck shit you know, up. Yeah. On Food Wars. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa always tells me to watch Midwest. Food Never Wars. Never watched it. I'm always into the, like yeah, just like the knights and okay, the game, okay. Alchemy, magic alchemy, magic, I magic shit. I love that shit. Yeah. Or just like superhero type shit. Like okay, Yo, for Hero Academia. To come that's, out. Out soon. Yeah, that's coming out, out soon. Yeah, the second season. It's coming
0: out, like out soon. soon. Um, besides that um, shit at RyMega uh, <laughs> true at RyMega IG Twitter so on and so forth shouts out to uh, my girl um, shouts out to the homies Gucci League I, I'm playing in my Filipino uh, basketball league made a championship played a championship game this weekend so uh, shouts out to them hopefully I guess some playing time shouts out to my people in Vegas uh um, my former students from Mary Mesa, um, thinking about y'all. Um, chip, yeah, my family, I don't know.
1: Okay, what, okay give, give me two things that an everyday person can do to help with these issues that we were talking about today. Everyday person, uh, maybe something people don't have to do crazy amounts of investments of you know like some people get turned away very easily so one thing yeah or two things okay. um,
0: if you're on Twitter yeah follow people that you would not normally follow uh-huh. so say that you're if you if you lean liberal you lean left yeah follow some conservative voices follow some people on the right yeah hear their point of view they have a more, a more well-rounded perspective on the world uh-huh. Uh, I tell that to my kids. And, um, you know, I got some kids who believe that building a wall would help. Yeah. got some kids who believe that lessening gun controls would help. Yeah. And although uh, I oppose it, I mean, like, um, my I mean, values oppose it. Yeah. I listen to them, and if they bring a good argument, then, you know, uh, I'm proud. Um, second thing, I don't know. You just got to have more empathy. Well, you know, we that's have, a good one, for you sure. You just have to have we're too stuck in our ways and um we should understand people's experiences Mm -hmm. and um don't be too selfish listen to other people's experiences that's that's all i gotta that's my 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 jewel my my jewels i've been dropping
1: (laughs) no super important empathy understand where other people are coming from put yourself in other people's shoes The world is much bigger than your own personal. Yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We call
0: these. Uh, I, I taught this lesson. Uh, they're called. Uh, uh, fucking what they call? They're, they're uh, echo chambers. Mm. Digital echo chambers. Mm. And we know with the, the al- algorithms nowadays, they cater to, to your liking and to, to your habits. But it's important that we try to disrupt these algorithms and and listen to outside perspectives and I feel that that can only um, make us for the culture and make us more well-rounded.
1: Yeah, it's funny like uh, Facebook I was looking at the ads thing like my friend posted about it it says that I can be described as a far left liberal.
0: On yo, my face. <laughs> yo, I, I follow. I now mean, I'm following conservatives. We got. We got. We got to shake these algorithms off. Although they're cool, I mean, as far as shopping goes, you know, yeah. it's convenient. It's convenient. Of that it but when it comes to uh, the, uh, the worldview,
1: full view. of information,
0: information. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's okay, dangerous. Uh, like if so if your reality is based on only what you hear, and what you hear is only based on the algorithms, then. It's dangerous. We gotta hear all sides, as Jesus would say. You gotta hear both sides.
1: <laughs> shout out Jesus. <laughs> shout out Jesus. Shout out America. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, man. Super important topics. You know, very relevant, very current events. Um, yeah, just to hear it from a practicing teacher and a young one. I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. One degree separation. Uh, it's me, Veez. Nothing new. But the last clean slate was good. The next clean slate's four twenty nine. Come through. The last one for the season. And but me and I probably finally down. We'll probably have some more events between now and then. Some different type shit. You know, I'm always about that different shit. But uh, yeah, then classes, workshops coming up with Travelers Club, and any other announcements will be made later pending yeah follow the social medias i'm on twitch now you know i will be gaming now but uh i'm trying to finesse it to like some other uses so <laughs> follow that twitch.tv slash uh, yeah man wait till the next one got a couple other ones lined up uh yeah all right yeah, have a good one yo peace